Should we pay them off early? Should we pay off your loans and, and get rid of those things? And so the biggest thing that stands out in my mind, and this is what I'm gonna talk with all my clients about that have student loans is, well, what's the interest rate? This is Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, where I help tech professionals in their 20s and 30s balance a great life today without sacrificing their future possibilities. I'm your host, Lucas Caceres, certified financial planner and founder of Level Up Financial Planning, where I help educate, coach, and build strategies with my clients to help them take their financial confidence to the next level. Disclaimer alert. This information's for education, so don't just go use it. First consult with your financial advisor, because that's way more legit. That's it. That was Orlando Gomez, and you can catch him in Season 3, Episode 4, on how he broke into tech by writing a jingle. Hello, thanks everyone for joining me for this live streaming event today where I'm going to be covering what's next for student loan forgiveness. You may have heard last week, it was Thursday that they announced that, you know what, the student loan forgiveness that we thought we were going to get for some individuals and folks that qualified is no longer a legal solution or an option for us. And it wasn't soon after that where President Biden came on and shared with us that he's actually working on another workaround to try to figure this out. Unfortunately, the workaround, there's not a lot of details available on it yet. I'll go into why that is. But yeah, let's talk about what to expect. What's next with student loan forgiveness, with student loan payments, restarting all of that fun stuff. So I did have to wait all weekend. I, I wanted to bring this video to you guys sooner, but there was a lot of information that was unknown. Still a lot that is unknown, but I'll provide the information that I do know so far. So with student loan forgiveness no longer being currently on the table. There's not anything in place that will allow for that unless you're on the traditional path of public service loan forgiveness or on one of the income-driven repayment plans where after 20 years of payments or 25 years, if you have graduate student loans, that those will be forgiven. So those are still in place. Those have been in place for a while. And what was announced is a program that is going to hopefully kind of qualify similar to those public service loan forgiveness and and some of those other routes that were it is available now so with this stop in with the forbearances on the payment stop in interest is going to start accruing on september 1st of this year with payments being required to start in october and so i definitely be on the lookout for that make arrangements start figuring out if you're living paycheck to paycheck right now without factoring in eight student loan payments and be restarting I would suggest start getting used to setting that money aside. You can put it in a savings account right now. Just get used to that payment going out the door come October. So that's going to be important. One cool thing that was announced last year. So back when student loan forgiveness, obviously that took all the, the headlines. But there was something else that was announced last August as well, along with the student loan forgiveness that still stands today. So this thing was not stricken down. And this is what they now named the SAVE plan. And that is going to be a new repayment plan based on your income, where it's actually going to be close to half of what it was previously. So if you were on an income-driven repayment plan previously, this is going to be essentially almost half of what the, the payment calculation would have been. So that's huge, right? If, if you are going to be on an income-driven repayment plan, this is going to substantially lower the payment that you'd be required to make. So that's an important piece of the puzzle. And what makes this actually even better is in the past, I don't know if you 
had noticed that if you were on an income-driven repayment plan, didn't cover enough of the interest that was accruing, what happened is that interest would get tapped on top of the loan, and then you'd actually pay interest on top of the interest on top of the, your original loan balance. And that's why some of these things, people have been paying these things for 30 years sometimes, and they have more owed than uh, what they've already paid or what they originally borrowed. So it's pretty crazy how that has happened. And so just to go over an example of that, because it's not that the most cleanest way that it happens, there's still going to be interest applied. But what happens is if your income-driven repayment plan says that you can only afford to make a $50 a month payment, and just the interest alone without even making the normal payment uh, would have been $100 accruing a month for that. So in the past, you would have an excess of $50 that says, you know what, now you owe this $50 on top of everything you owe. Now with this new save repayment plan, that $50 disappears. So you make $50 interest payment, the other $50 disappears. You're still not paying down the balance. But one thing that would happen if this ends up lining up and kind of matching up with where your income is and your repayment is, is you'll actually have your loans forgiven after 20 years of those qualified income-driven repayment. And that's for undergraduate degrees. If you had a graduate degree with student loans attached to those, that is a 25-year period. So it's possible you still might get forgiveness even without anything new being announced over this time period if your where your balances are, where your payments would have normally been. You're just never going to make enough income to pay those things off the, the natural kind of run. So that's something that's uniquely different than what it was a year ago. So be on the lookout for that. If you're already set up for income-driven repayment plans, you're automatically going to get moved into this better save plan that will, again, lower that payment than what you would have been making if this new payment plan wasn't available. So that's important. Another thing they announced when Biden came on and talked to last week after the student loan forgiveness was deemed illegal and they're not going to be able to go that route is if you do not make payments, they're going to have what's going to be called a temporary ramp up period of 12 months. So for the first 12 months that repayments are starting in October, if you can't make the full payment or you can't make any payment, interest will still accrue. So that's one thing that's different from the forbearance that we've had previously. So interest will accrue, it will get tacked on. But if you can't make those payments and you just miss them or miss a part of them, you're not going to be reported negatively on your credit report or be reported to collection agencies for only that 12-month period. So be aware of that. If that's something where you just truly can't afford or can't afford the full amount, then be aware that after that 12-month ramp up period, that it is possible then that it would start negatively impacting your credit score, could be reported to collections. But you do have a 12-month window to kind of get those things adjusted and figure it out. A look over my notes. We've been covering a ton already. Yeah, so that's that's... All of the news that doesn't cover, well, what's, what's going on with this new route that they're going to take? So they are going to still proceed. They're going to take a different path towards student loan forgiveness. And the unfortunate thing is they don't know what that looks like yet. It's my, my biggest question that I was kind of waiting to see is, are they just going to try to match up what they already said they were going to try to do with the income, with the amounts forgiven and all that? And it actually looks like that's not going to be the case. And the reason for that, the process they're going to take is going to be something where they're actually going to create these rules that will allow them to make it just kind of built into just student loan stuff moving forward. And what that does is it does take time. There's a process they have to run through. They have to get feedback from the public. 
you have to go through all these different uh, meetings and, and uh, agendas and, and things like this. So it's not going to be coming soon is, I guess, the key point. Not going to be coming soon. It's going to be a while before we find out what the details are. And even if you were qualified before, we don't know if that means that you'll automatically be qualified, even though it was 10000 for most people that qualified or 20,000 if you had Pell Grant, we don't know if that's going to be the same either. So still a lot to be figured out there, but we do know that it's likely that that could be very different just because of the process they have to go through. I imagine what they're going to try to do is try to follow the rules to the T that is going to allow them to create this new forgiveness program and hopefully avoid having it stricken down at some point in the future. So we'll see what this all comes to. Unfortunately you will have to start making payments. And and that's the biggest question is, well, there might be forgiveness still down the line. What should we do with the payments? Should we just start making them? Should we pay them off early? Should we just pay off our loans and, and get rid of those things? And so the biggest thing that stands out in my mind, and this is what I'm gonna talk with all my clients about that have student loans is, well, what's the interest rate? If the interest rate is not that bad, I've seen a lot of student loans that are still at 3%, 4% interest rate. Well, the great news is there's no rush to pay that off if you don't need to. Instead, just make the minimal payment that you're going to be required. Maybe your income-driven repayment plan is lower than what the normal monthly amount would be. We could do that, kind of see what happens with forgiveness. And the nice thing about those lower interest rates is we can actually put the money that you could have put towards paying off the student loans, put it in a savings account, earn about 4.15% right now is what I'm seeing for a lot of savings accounts, which is a crazy amount. So it's possible you might earn more in interest than you actually would be paying in interest with some of these lower interest student loans. If your student loan rates are higher, 6%, 7%, it is a little bit more painful. So, so you'll have to go through the pros and cons a little bit more. It's not as streamlined a decision as, well, I actually earn more on interest if I just keep it in a savings account. And the biggest thing is, yep, you are going to have to make the payments, at least the minimum payments that you would have to do. And you'll want to do those things. We'll see if as student loan forgiveness is announced in the future, if if you do qualify, maybe they'll do some type of look back period like they were going to do hypothetically previously for people that kept paying on their student loans during that forbearance period. So again, it's another question mark of, well, what, what does this mean? Are they going to go back to you to today's date or last week and say, if you made these payments, we're going to refund you if you qualified for more student loan forgiveness, but you were paying it down. So that's one thing to be on the lookout for. And hopefully in the coming months, especially we have a couple, even before the payments are required to get started, we'll start to get a little bit of information. We'll see, well, what tax years are they going to look at for income? What's the income limits that maybe they're eyeballing or, or kind of starting to provide information. So I wouldn't be in a rush to pay it off early if you don't need to, because we do have a few months to start figuring out some more stuff and see what it looks like. And especially if your interest rate is on that lower side, that 3%, 4%, no brainer, just to throw that money into a savings account and just make the minimum payments that they require. But yeah, as the interest rates get a little bit higher, especially if your income is so high, it maybe if you didn't even qualify for the previous round of forgiveness that we thought was rolling out, if you weren't qualified for those, then there's a ch good chance that you probably won't qualify moving forward as well. So hopefully that's helpful. Let me know if you have any questions and definitely if you're a client, reach out. We can kind of tag into this one-on-one -on -one and kind of look at your whole financial picture to make sure that we're balancing everything that you need to know.
Thank you so much for listening to Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. You can find show notes by visiting levelupfinancialplanning.com and finding the podcast page. You'll also be able to find strategy guides, videos, and cheat sheets to help you take your financial confidence to the next level. If you feel this episode has added a ton of value for you, please rate and share this with friends and colleagues. Catch you next time on Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp.